Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. How are you, everybody? Are you guys hanging in there? Are you are you still social distancing? Are you quarantining well? I am, or I'm trying to, and it, it gets a lot better when you have good friends to come by, bring you wings, and do a little podcasting. Such is the case right now. I'm very happy to introduce a wonderful guy, Ricky Cervantes. Hey, that's me. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. Um, this has been a highlight of my day, and we'll need to be right in the mics. I just realized I didn't tell you that because, <laughs> you know, we want them to pick up the noise. No, this has been the highlight of my day. Uh, so, Ricky, tell us who you are. What do you do? What makes you so special? Oh, God. That's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I feel like we're in an interview, and, and someone just asked, why should we hire you? That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not applying for this, I promise. Uh, but no, uh, I, 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 I do understand the question, uh, mostly because, uh, you know, you, you don't want people to think that it's just like some random stranger you brought from outside who you didn't know before this. But that might be a good strategy at some point is just to get strangers. <laughs> that would be, a, I, I would love to see the reaction of people would have to you just going up to them hey you guys want to go upstairs and just Ooh. chat for like 90 minutes oh, into no. a microphone we would we would do that one downstairs especially in downtown phoenix i'm like oh, oh we'll man. just do i'll set up a little table the 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 tapestry of characters you would find though in downtown phoenix would be spectacular yeah but uh back to back to your original yeah, question back to you. It's about uh you. so so my name is ricardo uh but i go by ricky uh, mostly because I think it's very Americanized and people have no problem saying that. Uh, unlike Ricardo, which Ricardo. So, I can't, I can't roll it. You can't roll your R's. I've, I've tried Ricardo. to teach many, many of friends how to roll their R's. And it's that thing where you do the thing where you push your tongue to the top of your roof and you're <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe it's uh, maybe it's a gene thing. I I don't know. It's but like having attached or detached earlobes. Detached right here. Total danglies is what I call Me them. Danglies. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they kind of like dangle a little bit when you like yeah. flick them. Yeah, you you've got danglies. So that I should be able to roll my R's. Well, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> one comes before the other. Well, I just did. But <laughs> Or like, can you make your tongue into a taco? Mm -hmm. Okay, so like, so uh, I should be able to roll my R. Definitely, that that one you're you, you missed the grade on that one. Well, I'm only half Mexican, so maybe those traits, Ooh. you know, like I lost the Mexican okay. traits and some of those white traits. Oh, I'm I'm 110 percent Mexican. You're so Mexican. I'm so Mexican. I had to apply for a lot of things when I moved here. <laughs> <laughs> were you born here? I was no, like 110 percent. Oh, that's the 10 percent. You that, were born there. That I was born there. Yeah, yeah. The 100 percent. A lot of people born here still claim it. Uh, it's funny story. There is uh, a couple guys that I used to work with would have a who's more Mexican. Uh huh. And I always thought it was very interesting because all three of them were born in the U.S. And, and I'm just like, I win automatically. Yeah, you know that. You know that meme where it's like, am I a joke to you? Like, my culture that, is not your costume. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm basically that. That's what I would feel like. Where were you born? I, I was 
Funny story, I was born so close to the border that it almost didn't make sense for me <laughs> to be born in Mexico. I was born in Nogales, oh, okay. uh, which is a border town. And uh, Nogales is cut up pretty much, it, it should be in half, but the Mexican side is like three times bigger. Uh, tons of people. Uh, it's like one of the drug trafficking capitals border towns, of the yeah. world. Uh, they call it Drogales. <gasps> In Mexico, um, yeah, it's 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 very chic. I mean, let me tell you. By the way, Latinos have some really creative naming to things. Like I, I do appreciate uh, Drogales and <laughs> uh, the kid next door who always wore a big jacket. My parents just called him Frio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which yes. I just thought was the funniest thing. Um, okay, so yeah, is that where your family's from? Uh, so my family moved there uh, right before I was. My brother and I were born. We were both born there. Uh, but my, my mom's side of the family is from a little town in Sonora called, uh, Pitiquito. Pitiquito. And it sounds as small as it, you know, as it is, uh, but it, it, it's next to a, a slightly larger place called Caborca. Okay. Uh, and that's where most of my, my mom's side of the family is from, uh, except my, my grandfather's side of the family on my mom's side is from Mexico city, but pretty oh. much everyone that we interacted with family wise, <laughs> came from that really small town are you guys fancy mexicans i, I don't think so because <laughs> my family um my mom's family they're we they're from the rancho they're rancho mexicans like we're yeah and and we're kind of the baja side so okay. that's why i'm not as familiar with those towns but like um you know we, we're and growing up in san diego we're very close to tijuana and we'd go to ensenada and all those places so the i didn't was never familiar with like rocky point and all that stuff but anyway, but then sometimes I do make this distinguish, dis, dis, distinction of fancy Mexicans. And I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, those, those are some fancy Mexicans, like Mexico City Mexicans. Yeah, I, I mean, we're... Not my family. What's funny is my, my mom's side of the family is very uh, Anglo-looking in that my mom is very fair. Uh, my aunt, uh, who is her older sister... She was super fair. I mean, her name was Blanca, <laughs> and and the name matched. Right, like, right, right. Legit. She was. She would dye her hair slightly blonder. Sure. Too. Like it was. You it guys was, were fancy Mexicans. I don't want to say we were fancy Mexicans, but uh, you know, we did have an uncle who's a doctor. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my sisters, she was raised in Mexico, and she ended up going to school in Mexico City, and she's she thinks she's a fancy Mexican. <laughs> She's got fancy Mexican taste, but a rancho girl budget. And uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I totally feel that because so it's funny because my grandparents had my aunts and then my mother. So they had girls first. So you could imagine right there. That was like the world was ending for them <laughs> because they didn't have boys first. <laughs> uh, but what ended up happening is instead of then the oldest going to college and then kind of helping provide, basically what ended up happening is they got put to work as soon as they weren't excelling at school and then the two youngest went to school in Mexico City. Interesting. So yeah one became like a, a pharmacultural uh, engineer and the other became a doctor. Wow I love this. I love this stuff and I don't get to talk about it too often. I'm not the most well versed but I really like it especially um especially pre-pandemic, when you look at the news and you look at people's perceptions of Mexico and Mexicans, it's like you don't, they don't know anything about Mexico and Mexicans, but yet they're just hating on everybody. And it's like, um, like they, they only see like one stereotype. 
or something, you know? Sure, and so, yeah. so it's, it's always, I love kind of getting into it and, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking through my family right now. I'm thinking, you know, uh, about that. So I think that's fantastic. Well, it, it's interesting because I, you know, I'm by no means like existential theorist or anything, but, I, but I like to think that we don't really know anyone until we try to know them. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's people who are of Mexican descent who have been born here, who have no idea what people in Mexico are actually like. Sure. Just other than maybe what their family is like and maybe some some cousins who come and visit. But I'm I'm more than sure that there are people who don't know what it's like to live in Mexico and then what it's like for those people who come up here and kind of their struggle and whatnot. And you know, not to get on a soapbox about it, but it's, you know, it's well, That's kind of what a podcast is. It's just one big soapbox. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's put this together because, okay, Ricky, I know you from work. Like, we work together um, in the finance industry, and you were an equity trader. So, uh, to put this conversation into context, it's like you, these are, um, what do I want to say there? Putting this into context, just to give to give some some depth to like what we're talking about and your unique perception. Um, but you're actually unemployed right now. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's uh, <laughs> let's let's use the uh, air quotes. I, I know there's a podcast, so no one can see me using them, but trust me, they're there. Uh, I'm in between jobs, as, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, I'm I'm gonna start a job soon. I promise. <laughs> you're a little twitchy about it. That's understandable. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Who gets a new job in the middle of a pandemic? I don't know. Apparently I do. And, you know, after working in the, you know, in the same place with you for 13, almost 13 years, I decided I should just, you know, get up and leave in the middle of probably the most uncertain time in the last 20 years. It's really brave. I love that you brought that up because I, I am remembering now I was your trainer when you were brand new. You were. Um, and I was only there two years probably when I met you. And so it is neat. And I, and I am self-bragging a little bit because I like to hear people talk about it. It is nice when people go, oh, you were my trainer. And when I think about being new there, um, Electa does this too. She was like, oh, I thought you were so great. And then, um, so tell me your best memory of me. Well, no, no I mean, I, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I was fresh out of college. And I was like, whoa, my trainer's only 13, you know, because obviously you're only 26 now, right? Yeah. <laughs> 13. <laughs> She's just a child. I was I like, just wow, like she child. is so good at her job at this young age. <laughs> but no, right. We we were both pretty, uh, what's the term, like green or yeah. wet behind the ears, I think I've I've, I've heard someone say before. Um, but no, I, I remember you had so much enthusiasm and it <laughs> it was... So much fun being in your class. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, I remember your um and, and even not just when you were in my class, but like in your early years, just your your ambition and your drive. And I was just like, Who does he think he is? Oh yeah, don't <laughs> worry. Uh, you know, age and and working for a financial firm will eventually kill that off. So if you're you know, if you feel like you have that, it'll go away. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I mean you you moved pretty quickly. In the scope of things and, and, and became really successful, like it's not easy to become a trader. I did. I was I was pretty fortunate in the way things worked out. I remember when uh, it's, it's actually like a really lame story that I really love telling uh, <laughs> because I am definitely a finance nerd. Uh, but when I was in uh, high school, a sophomore of, of all things, we were watching uh, documentaries on one of the global panics and, uh, you know, like a small depression, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the late 80s and they were talking to 
uh, fix or I'm sorry, uh, foreign exchange traders and how money was being moved from one market to the next. And it was this big, you know, hubbub about how to use math and social skills. And I thought it was the neatest thing. And so that, that, that was at that moment, I was like, that sounds like a job I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. So everything I did from then on kind of had that mentality of how can I do that job when I graduate college? You are so lucky that you had a moment like that. And then there was a path. Yeah. And, and it was, it was neat because there were easy steps to follow, right? Like, you know, you get a finance degree right. and then, and, and then you go work at a finance company and hopefully they have a trading desk. Yeah. And if they do, you're lucky enough to, to get your credentials beforehand, uh, something which happened at our firm and basically lined up really well so that when they had a spot open, uh, I could apply for it internally, which mm-hmm. always helps. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, they, they, you know, went through the ringer. I think I had like 12 interviews. It was nuts. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they used to have you, uh, interview with a couple of, uh, associates who do the same thing. Oh, right. Then they'd be like, okay, yeah, this guy could totally do what we do. Like a peer thing. Yeah. Right. And then eventually the leaders or, or, you know, like the supervisors. And then because we, we work at a private firm, the, the people who's, you know, basically would sign your paychecks, the general yeah. partners. And, and so that, that was intense. I remember after one specific interview, just thinking like, oh, that's not going to happen for me. It was a, it was a good dream while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll go on from here and you know, who knows, you know, managing a McDonald's probably isn't that bad. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously. Like, uh, I, I remember just thinking like I had bombed it. There was no way he just kept asking for, he just kept asking why mm. or or how or why do you think that and I remember answering and it just felt like every answer was wrong because he had another question uh I look back on it now and he's basically just doing what a five-year-old does yeah and just says why but wow. why you know when you get to the fifth one you kind of get to the real answer so no that's really good that's like interviewing that's like training that's yeah ask good questions yeah which is ones. cool because then I became one of the people who did our first round interviews oh. and I and I remember that experience and then using that to essentially find people who were basically talking out of you know where the sun don't shine right and and just making sure that they actually had conviction for what they were saying and as long as they did you know even if it wasn't a hundred percent accurate at least you could tell that they had the conviction to stick with it and, and a lot of times... And the right thought process mm-hmm. to solve problems and to approach my, stuff. My favorite thing, bar none, of when I would interview someone is when they would say, I don't know. Mm. Because, you know, what 22-year-old doesn't think they know every answer it's to the vulnerable, world's problem? It's vulnerable. It's honest. I, I remember being 22 and I was the worst. Probably. I bet you were. I, yeah, I mean, I, I you probably had me in your training class and was like, who is this no, guy? No, you weren't the worst. I do. <laughs> Graham Miller was the worst. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I named names. <laughs> no, no, he was great. There was a couple. I remember getting a lot of young men who just graduated from like ASU and they, they, they kind of had this thing like it's their first job out of college and they had this cockiness and it's like, dude... I know, oh, you got a, this job out of college, but you still have a ways to go. Like, oh, man. You're almost, looking back, it's like, 
it's like an entry level thing, you know, yeah. but then it's up to, they just expected so much right away. And you don't, you know, it took you probably five years to get to the trading floor at least. I, it took me two years. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was very lucky. Um, That's why. Yeah. You're freaking. Okay. Go ahead. I, 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 w- I was really lucky. A spot opened up uh, in the middle of the year. So before, uh, you know, it wasn't when school was uh, graduating. So they, they couldn't wait for college grads to fill the position. So I was like, Hey guys, I'm open. I'm available. Yeah. I've been working on this building relationships. Yeah. That's how you do it. I've learned. Um, and now in my tenure, there's something you want to do. You'll get it eventually. You know, you work on it. If you do the right things, you will get it. You might not get it the first time. As long as you, as long as you want it, you know, enough, you, you're willing to put in the work. Yeah. I agree with that. You will get there. But during in the, when I was in the middle of it, I was like, Oh no, this is never going to happen. Um, okay. So taking those two big important things, being Latino, working in finance as a big nerd, Putting those together to kind of define who you are, it's a big part of who you are. What was it, does being Latino have an impact on your uh, communication and your interactions in this finance like nerd world of yeah. shirts and ties? A- absolutely. Uh, first off, I dress better than anyone else there. That's <laughs> obvious. Uh, no, I, I, I joke about that. But um, I think communication was really interesting because uh, I think in most places, you're supposed to be your own best advocate, which being Latino, you know, like you could be kind of like humble bragging from time to time or even boasting things that don't really matter. Um, but the things that really do matter, you're, you're kind of taught to be humble and, and to, to really not tout your own horn. Right. Um, you know, I was, I was a, I was a straight A student throughout high school, um, I was the, the, the student of the year at my, at oh, wow. my high school. Uh, I wasn't even the valedictorian. I, you know, I just was kind of bright enough and, and I probably knew the principal well enough that <laughs> I networked my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Right. But, uh, but no, they, they chose, uh, they chose a, a lady and, and a, and a gentleman. And, uh, for some reason they chose me. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I was I was pretty gifted as far as that doing my homework, uh, retaining information. You know, I was I was that kid, though, who would go home and literally do his homework. OK, so you had a lot of driving ambition and we're going to talk about wings, I swear, in a minute. <laughs> but we were when we were eating these wings. So um, we were talking about not being Latino enough for my Latino friends and not being white enough for my white friends. Or that's kind of what I was thinking. But yeah. you're 110% Mexican. So so I thought that was interesting to sometimes not feel like you fit in even amongst, you know, your, your Hispanic friends. Well, For me, it's the white side because I was raised very American and, and Caucasian. And I don't know. It's an interesting. It's, it's I say I'm half and half, but it's its own whole. Yeah. No, you're 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 whole. You're all you. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. Um, And I'm all me. Um. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm all of one thing because I'm definitely not all Mexican. Uh, I, we moved here when I was a little over three, I want to say. Mm. And and I remember we used to split the year. Basically, during school, we'd be here during uh, vacations. We would be in, in Nogales mm-hmm. with my with my family. And I think that that both helped my mom kind of figure out how to do the single parent thing. Oh. Uh, because she, was, she and my dad split right oh, okay. after we moved here. Um, 
was a really tragic story to that if you want to hear it but uh it's actually not tragic it's like one of those like soap opera things that you imagine the there'd be like fisticuffs being raised after i guess my mom had gone to the store with me and she found my my dad with his mistress you know soon to be second wife uh while she was pregnant and so, you know, like, I don't remember the story. Like, I don't remember living through it, but it happened. And it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm sure my mom looks back on it and is like, well, I got two kids out of it that are pretty good. Um, I love my brother and he's the only person who can legit take my blood from like, oh, hey, nothing's going on. It's real cool. Nothing bad. To like, I want to go. Yeah. Like he is the one person. And I have three sisters that my parents have given me, uh, since they, they both remarried. Uh, You have stepsisters? Half. Half sisters. So yeah. yeah, Or I mean, they're just my sisters. They're not really half or anything. They're full sisters. Uh, my dad had two and then my mom had one and, and I love them all three dearly, even though they're all three completely different people who are psychos in their own way. (laughs) <laughs> but my brother is like, you know, I, I have, I've known him my whole life. Yeah. You know, which is nuts. To yeah. Kind of, it's, it's a weird way to say it, but I have, I've known him my whole life and he's the only person who can legitimately make me think of murder <laughs> and, and it probably wouldn't, but maybe. <laughs> um, I'm the youngest, so there's not many people when you say I've known them my whole life. Like I, I never really saw too many kids grow up there. There's a, there's one little kid that we, uh, my mom used to babysit. She it was her best friend's grandson, yeah. and uh, I got to watch him grow up, which was neat. And this year, I went to his son's first birthday party, oh, wow. and I was like, <laughs> I remember being at his first birthday party, and it was so special. Um, but isn't it weird? I mean, that story. You're right. That was. Uh, I was worried it was going to be tragic, tragic. But like you meant, like novella, Travis. <laughs> Tell a yeah, novella, yeah, tragedy. yeah. I'm sure my mo- my mom was like, whatever. Said some like mean word in Spanish, and then like we just left. But no, that is so devastating. Like, isn't it weird to think that your parents have had those kind of things happen or been through stuff like that? I guess. I don't know. I because So I always grew up with my parents being split. Like, from yeah. what I remember, they were always split up. And they were, I don't want to say civil, but they at least weren't actively, like, nagging each other mm-hmm. from afar, you know? Uh, there was like little commentary, well, your mom or like, but sure. your dad. But for the most part, they, you know, they let me make my own decision, which I think was, was relatively important. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it obviously shows in my decision. Uh, but I, you know, it was weird because growing up here then, because we used to split the years or the, the, the time that we spent here, I never really felt like I was growing up a hundred percent American mm. and I definitely wasn't growing up a hundred percent Mexican. Cause I was only there for like summers and maybe like a week or two during Christmas New Year's. So I, it was fun. Oh my God. I wouldn't change it for the world. I remember in Mexico specifically, the area that we grew up, the, the street was a bunch of kids our age. Yeah. So like we'd go out and we'd play. Uh, and then something that I always will never forget was the, the roll call at the end of the night, to go to go home (laughs) so and everybody had somebody who would come out and and call their name and basically be like okay it's time for you to come to come home parents have said curfew basically and so um you know when we were still relatively young it you know like our friend's sister would call out their name 
Uh, Roberto, <laughs> Roberto. Uh, and then, you know, our, our friends, like, kind of, gr- like, grizzly dad would be like, Mario! <laughs> Mario! <laughs> and, and, you know, it would kind of go on and on, depending on who, who was next, right? And I remember I was the one who used to call out for my brother. <laughs> and so I, I've always had, like, kind of, like, a, a slightly higher-pitched voice. So, you know, my, my, my friends would always make fun of that. And we always know when it's time for your brother, Jesus, to go home. Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> so I was like, oh, I come that. on, man. Like... <laughs> It's not that high. Come on, like no. But you could—that would be a great stand-up bit. Uh, <laughs> that would be your first set right there. <laughs> no, I love that. I can totally picture it. Um, I I never lived in Mexico, but we used to spend like I remember we went to the rancho back in 1985, um, and then in the 2000s or no, it was in the 90s. We, they moved my grandparents up to Tijuana so that we could see them and we could okay. until my grandfather had a stroke and then they moved back to the rancho when he died, before he died. But we used to go to Tijuana like all the time. And I think that and, and you know, it's not fancy. It's quite poor. Um, it's quite, you know, Tijuana, which is actually I think Tijuana is the largest city on the West Coast. It might be, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but uh, that's not the point. I was just like, there's some trivia for you. No, but I think growing up doing that, at least it gave me an awareness that other people live different than I do. And to just have appreciation for that and not, like, be so ignorant to think that, you know, it's like you have a lot, but not everybody does. And seeing that firsthand, I think, is really valuable. I absolutely agree. I, I mean, I remember when we were growing up here, we by no means were wealthy or, you know, calling us poor would be being nice about it but compared to what people in mexico were living through i remember you know being knowing that i was you know kind of ahead of the curve or 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 gifted Mm -hmm. or or just lucky yeah really and it's funny because i remember little things that we would do uh when we lived in in phoenix is is kind of where our our first years were and i remember there was these uh irrigation ditches uh, right off the side of the road. And I remember we would just like, we would play in them. <laughs> like my, my brother and I would like, you know, th- th- this was like our pool, right? We would go in them and my mom would kind of like be like, all right, it's, it's time to go home. And I'm like, <laughs> and that was that. And, and, you know, and uh, you know, there was a sprinkler that the, yeah. the, 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 the groundskeeper would sometimes put in the front, you know, the little courtyard lawn. And we would run across that and, and Oh, big time, yeah. Did you drink hose water? I loved hose water. I still drink hose water. Hose water is really I, good. I think hose water is just like one of those great especially if you're out like working in the sun or or even if you're out I for don't do any of that. Yeah, I mean if, if you're out for a jog, uh, <laughs> you know, playing a sport or something. Like to me, hose water is like just that <laughs> again, it's probably filthy. It's probably filled with like some sort of like microbial yeah, disease. Yeah. But it tastes so it good. It is good. I didn't even And it, it's so refreshing. And no, even if it, even if you can feel it hot to the touch, uh-huh. it refreshes you. That's so funny. I haven't thought about that. It just came up. Hose water. It was great. <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Hey, let's talk about these wings because they were fantastic. You're welcome. Thank you <laughs> so much, uh, Ricky. You picked the wing. You got them. This has been such a good treat for me. <laughs> Tell me about the wings that you got for us. So these wings are from a place in Arcadia called JT's, uh, JT's Bar and Grill, uh, right across the street from where the Oso Brewery is. And it's, it's I don't want to call it a hole in the wall because I feel like that's a little disrespectful, uh-huh. but it's small 
it it's nondescript. You wouldn't even know it's there unless you knew it was there. And it is a fantastic place. Uh, the first time that I went was because a friend and I were looking uh, for best wings in town. So we did what every young person would do who's somewhat tech savvy. And we Googled best wings in Phoenix. Oh, the number one place on the website that we happened to click on was this place called uh, Hot Boys. Now, boys <laughs> had three Z's <laughs> at the end. Hot Boys. And we were very interested. However, it had just closed. And we were like, well, that's a letdown. So we were like, what's the second place? And that's what JT's was. And so we uh, we looked it up. We saw that it was close by. And, and we went. And I've... I've shared with you the wings. I haven't even told you about the magic of JT's. Okay, I want to know. I, I, I do want to get to the magic because that is like, you know, sometimes I get it. You know, this up, I intended with Wings with Friends, you know, we're going to have different wings every time. We're going to tell stories about wings. We're going to get into <laughs> it. And lately we've been like, yeah, we're just going to get some wing stab wings. And everybody <laughs> wants lemon pepper <laughs> or mango habanero. So it is so exciting to like get something more unique. But um, do you prefer... Um, a drummy or a flat with your wings? I like both. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, and I like, I like that you can go from one to the other because, you know, the drummy is, is going to be a little bit more meat heavy, right? Uh, but I feel like the, the normal wing, you know, the one with the two bones has more flavor. It, it, it just, you know, it's almost kind of like eating breasts versus like thighs. Right. Like the, to me, chicken thighs are the best part of the chicken. They're they're juicy. They're they they've got a little bit of extra fat to them, so they, they have more flavor. And and chicken breast is fine. It's good. It's got protein and and all you need. But it sometimes can be a little dry. Can yeah. be a little like lacking in flavor. So like to me, the little drumettes kind of feel more like white meat. And then the the wings, the the two bone ones, feel a little bit more like oh. like dark meat. Like. It's kind of interesting that way, but I don't know. I'm, I'm probably thinking too much about it. Yeah, that was a lot. No, I like, but but it, it proves my point that everybody has like a strong wing constitution. You know, like we have a lot of strong thoughts and feelings about wings. That's why there's a whole podcast about it. Um, <laughs> do you do ranch or blue cheese? I'm 100% ranch. Uh, the blue cheese, I think, is the grossest thing. You in the didn't world. even get blue cheese. I for did your not. Guests. I know. I was. I was very. Normally, rude about people it. get both. Even if they don't like it, they get it for the other person. I, I just think the smell of blue cheese really like gets <laughs> it's, me. It is mold. And yeah, and that's that's nuts to me. So like, you know, it's mold. You're literally eating <laughs> mold, people. Well, we drink hose water. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, now someone's going to be like, look at this guy throwing his nose up at mold, <laughs> drinking hose water. Um, but do you, okay, so do you eat the carrots and celery that come with it? I do. I, I like getting a little a little freshness. Uh, with the wing, because the wing is going to be very savory. It might be a little oily, too, because they are deep fried, typically. Yeah. The beauty about JT's, though, is they'll fry them, sauce them, and then they throw them on the grill. And that, to me, makes the wings spectacular, because you get that nice crunch. Uh, they come out piping hot, typically, you know, when it's not a to-go order that took 20 extra minutes to Wait, get Wait, they fry them, they sauce them, they grill them. And then they grill them. So then the like the the sauce kind of gets grilled yeah. into the meat. And that is so good. <laughs> I love that. And and they're spectacular. They have all the flavors. Uh, 
You're probably going to ask me what type of flavor I well, like Well, that's going to be the, I mean, people might know because that's going to be the title of this episode, but what oh, no. flavor did you have? And I'll talk about my flavor because you got me my own. I did. I, so I had the suicide um, because I really love spicy food. And, you know, so much. I actually cooked last night and I cooked with habaneros. Oh my gosh. And, and I remember because my left hand was basically not to touch any part of my, you know, sensitive person. <laughs> For like 12 hours. And then at some point, like around three o'clock today, I was like, okay, I can touch my eye again with my left hand. You know, you're not supposed to touch your face right now. But if you did, at least you wouldn't be immediately crying from the habanero peppers. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful. But yeah. But to me, the suicide are the best. Uh, The name kind of says it all. They're very hot. Uh, I had a friend who once uh, ordered the hot and I ordered the suicide and they, they switched them up on us. (laughs) <laughs> and I I asked him to begin with. And I was like, hey, I think I think I might have yours and you might have mine. He's like, you sure? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. He's like, ah, oh, let's just keep let's just roll with it. About halfway later, I just hear, him, <laughs> and and I, and I hear and I see him and he's like actively beating sweat off his forehead. And I'm like, you good, man? And he's like. Yeah, I think I think I have your suicide. <laughs> oh, that is so scary when you drink all your Coke and then like because I love a good Coke or Diet Coke with with wings <laughs> and you run out and it's hot and you're like, help me. <laughs> help. Um, <laughs> oh, have, I went to have you been to Bonchon Chicken? Bon? Uh, it's over on Elliot? Yes. And, That's and, uh, where that happened to by me. By Kyrene. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their Korean fried chicken is so good. It was really good. But they give me and my friend got the um, like the family dinner. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, did I just admit that? But it came with three flavors. But we wanted to try everything. And their hot was so hot. And I was like, they, and they had like the glass of Coke is just this thin glass and two slurps and you're done because it's full of ice. <laughs> right. And I was like, I need more, please. <laughs> See, we, we sat at the bar and I think that helped because if if we needed more of anything, boom, they were right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I just thought of that. That bunch of chicken. That place is really good. Um, okay, so this was, what's it called? TK's? JT's. JT's. Oh, my God. <laughs> JT's. No, JT's. It, it, you could have guessed any two letters and you would have been somewhat close, so. JT's. So, what should I name the episode? Like JT's Suicide Wings. I don't want to just say JT's Suicide. Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> yeah, I think you, you got to make it, you know, flavored, you know, semicolon. Su- <laughs> suicide. JT's Wings with Friends. JT's Suicide Hot Wings with. Well, and I got you. The, I got you the works too, so you could okay. do like Suicide and the works. Oh, I don't know. Because I, I feel like if you go the works and suicide, it, it might sound like, you know, <laughs> something bad happened at the end of the episode. <laughs> Probably want to avoid that. You know, you don't, you don't want to get flagged by the podcast community. Yeah, no. Um, no, I think I think it's going to be your flavor. I'll figure that out. But yeah, that was really good. So I had the works, which is a combination of like multiple f- flavors. Yeah, it's like all of their other flavors, which is like honey barbecue, barbecue, mild, medium. Uh, honey or something. I mean, they, they've got a bunch of other flavors. They put them all together, and it's basically their most popular uh, wing choice is yeah. when they do the is when people do the works. I, I mean, I'm a purist. I like I like spicy and I like my chicken, and that that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. What did they have? They had they had regular like buffalo. They had a honey barbecue. Did they have a Thai chili or a sweet chili or something like that or a teriyaki? Honest, honestly, I, I stopped reading after once I get to like the hottest, 
I'm like, okay, that's, that's it. That's so funny. I don't need to read no, any other flavors. The works are perfect for me because I really like that kind of, kind of a complex taste. I, I was just about to say that it's probably the complexity of it just because it's bringing all those flavors together. It probably tastes like a teriyaki overall, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that what teriyaki is? They probably yeah. just like threw a bunch sugar. of stuff together. Yeah. Sugar. The, I was telling you about that potato chip that we just got at one class at back then. I was teaching and it was in the um, in the vending machines and I got everybody hooked on them. <laughs> and then we kept finding 75 more cents. And then I'd be like, if you get this next question right, you get 75 cents to nice. get more California chips. And I've been able, I haven't looked for them in a while, but you can buy them at Smart and Final. Oh, wow. They're called. The other, uh, what, what do they call themselves? Like the other, uh, where, yes, the other warehouse store. That's the other <laughs> warehouse store. <laughs> I love Smart and Final. Now that I don't go there a lot, but like I would always get the nacho cheese and the chips when I'd have a party. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And have like, like badass nachos. Like real nachos. See, like I, I, nachos is like one of those things where I'm like, if it has nacho cheese on it, it, it just takes it a different level. It's it's both good and bad, mm-hmm. but ultimately you love having it, and yeah, and then you kind of regret it a little afterwards. But for the most part, you know, ballpark delicious. nachos. You know, just the simple yeah. jalapeno, the yeah, nacho, yeah. the chip. So when I, back when I had my house, I'd have parties and, and the nacho bar, and I'd tell everybody to bring like one thing for the nacho bar. So like black olives or pico or jalapenos and then it turned into taco bar it turned (laughs) you know once you we had ground just like just like taco bell so we have ground beef refried beans and somebody brings sour cream (laughs) and then and then it was like okay well if we just grab some tortillas it could be burrito bar right and it was just so much fun everybody loved those parties those were the good old days I mean, I wasn't invited, so I wouldn't Sorry, know. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> Ask Chris about it. And freaking uh, oh, Tim loved those. They're like, wow. oh, is it Nacho Bar? So C-Rod and Tim went, but I, I wasn't. I didn't make the cut. It was the Gilbert Mafia because all of us <laughs> lived in the... And, and I would always have an, uh, a Halloween party, and it was perfect because the Gilbert people didn't want to leave Gilbert. Well, of course not. That's why they moved there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, they had kids and stuff, so it was easier for them, and it was... The summertime was over, so it wasn't as hot. So you didn't need a pool party. Right. So for about three years, like my Halloween party was, was nice. pretty dope. Oh, don't miss it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of work, but uh, some good times. Um, fantastic. So what else? Um, it's funny because I've known you for a long time, but I haven't like known you. Like we never sat next to each other, so you don't get to know somebody deeply. Like what are your interests and your passions? Like outside of work, and being Mexican. <laughs> no, kidding. no, that that is a passion. I so I, it's funny because we were we were talking about it earlier, and I always feel like I have to try and be Mexican. So, really? um, yeah, definitely. Um, so I I support the the Mexico soccer team, the the national el tri, you know, or el tricolor, if you. Oh will. no, I don't know. Um, because of the three colors of the flag, yeah, is, for sure. Okay. But. But I, I really love watching soccer and, and I root for Mexico because I am from Mexico. <laughs> it just seems like a slam dunk to me, right? Um, but it, it, it always feels like, you know, if, I, if I'm in Mexico, I feel like a stranger. I feel like a foreigner, even though I'm technically going back to my home country. It, so I, I try and kind of like compensate by maybe by like rooting for Mexico a lot or or by cooking a lot of Mexican food, uh, which is 
you know, frankly fantastic because Mexican food is delicious. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves Mexican uh, food, right? And, and I love that I can always ask my mom for any question that I might have. Like yesterday, I, I made some, some mole. And, and I had, I was like, wait, how do I do this? Oh, that's right. I have a mother who is just always wanting me to call her and ask her questions Yeah. and I'll, I'll use that to my advantage right now. Uh, something, if you are a male and you have a living mother still, she wants you to live with her. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does not really? matter. It does not matter if you're married. It does not matter if you have kids. It doesn't matter anywhere on the spectrum. She wants me to live there. So I think that's actually one of the weirdest, uh, like, I'm quote-unquote American because I moved out. Yeah. But my mom makes me so Mexican because she's like, you know, you know, mijo, if if it doesn't work out for you, you can you can just move back in. And it's like... Mexican women love their boys, their <laughs> little princes. And it's nice that you turned out nice, but like, a lot of my cousins, <laughs> they're just become the biggest shitheads because they're so spoiled and catered to by their moms. And so they grow up to just be like... They don't, they don't pick up their own plate and put it in the sink. They don't do shit like that because their mom always did it. My, my, my mom was, I mean, my mom was a badass. Like, I'll, I'll say it right now. She, uh, you know, she was a maid for probably the first 20 years that she worked here in the, in the U.S. Uh, and so, you know, she, she always gave us a, a, a strong sense of, like, pick up for yourself. And, yeah. and mostly also probably, like, she was doing that all day at work. She didn't want to do it anymore for us. But now what I think is really interesting is she will do anything to feed me. Yeah. Anything. Like, I don't need to go home to eat, right? Like, you know, I, I have a little money. I, I can go to McDonald's or, or, or whatnot, <laughs> I or I can make money. myself food at home, right? But anytime I go over, magically, she's just cooked a large meal. And it, I could have gone and had, like, a six-course meal somewhere. And she'll come home and she's like, are you hungry? Do you want me to cook you something? Yeah. And, and I feel the love. But a lot of times I just want to be like, mom, no, I don't want this. And, but I'm always, I always end up feeling obligated. And I always end up having a taste of something. Uh, I went over like three days ago to, to help her like with her email and, uh, and yeah, she was cooking something and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it wasn't lunch. It wasn't dinner, but she definitely had food prepared, ready for me to be yeah. there, which, which was nice. It's great. I, um, okay, so I identify with all this, and I'm not trying to be like, me too, me too, but I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I, <laughs> my mom was running low on flour, and so they were getting very nervous. <laughs> and one of my friends actually was like, I can get some at uh, U.S. Food. Oh, yeah. Because they had an in there. So he gets, he gets a 50-pound bag of flour. <laughs> nice. I take it to my parents, and she's so happy. <laughs> and, they're, and then she starts making tortillas. Because that's, you know, th that's a yeah. staple, right? And so they're running low. She was really nervous about it. The tortillas came out so good. Like, they haven't been this good in years. And so she just made so many tortillas. And my friend who got it, like, she made him burritos. She oh. made him tortillas. And then I got, like, I was like, can I get, like, five dozen more? Because I want to give them to my friends during the pandemic just to make me look good. Yeah, that's nice. And then <laughs> she's just, I mean, she complains about her shoulder. But, like, she, I mean, she was really happy about this flower. But just this idea of, like, Mom, I'm hungry. The worst thing for her would be if I said, you know, oh, you don't have anything to eat. I'm going to go get something. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's it's like really offensive. I give you crap about like, you know, Mexican moms treat their boys so good. I think I was raised as a Mexican boy because <laughs> my mom didn't she didn't try to teach me 
cleaning and cooking and she served me and my dad i i don't i think it's i'm her, I'm her little uh i was her green card and her uh her little <laughs> cash grab well i'll, I'll raise you <laughs> mexican boys and whoever the youngest is oh okay. it's boys and whoever the youngest is because my little sister who's the youngest man she is a princess yeah like and and deservedly so she was really super cute when she was young um, she probably had enough. Your mom had enough of these boys, and finally, like, gets a girl. Well, and it's funny because my brother was the older one, and he was—he also kind of rebelled the most. Oh. So because of that, it made it really easy for me to kind of manipulate the situation in my benefit, because I was always really good at school. I was—I was super dorky and nerdy, and and got you know basically straight A's, uh, but. I could always just be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going out with so-and-so and so-and-so, so you know them, so you know I'm safe. And that's really all you've ever asked, you know, Jesus to do. But even he won't, but he won't do that. So I knew that I could give her minimal information. And as long as she knew that, it didn't matter what time I came home. <laughs> and so I would, I would abuse this all the time. And I'd be like, oh, I'm with so-and-so. And, and I would never lie. Because if, if I got caught once lying, that trust was over. But I would definitely use it to my advantage. And, and I would probably have, I probably had a, a way later curfew than my brother ever did just because she thought she could trust me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was, So that's you know. the, yeah, that's the big, the big <laughs> thing there. Fantastic. So I was creeping on your Instagram and I was looking at some of your posts. Um, you, you're really into traveling. I, I've gotten a lot more into traveling. So when, right after I graduated college, I went to Italy. Uh, and it, it was fabulous. It was amazing. I, I went to Rome. Uh, I went to Naples. I, I saw Pompeii. You, know, you see the, 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 the bodies that have been cemented in, like, you know, they're like, ah. And they're just, like, frozen in that from, mm-hmm. the, from the Vesuvius yeah. explo- exploding. And it was amazing. And then I basically didn't travel for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, eight years. And it was nuts. Uh, I traveled within the U.S. I went to like New York a bunch of times, I and I really, I really love New York. Uh, and you know, it's just so cliche, right? Like, I love New York. Oh yeah, it's a city that never sleeps. It's so great, pizza, it pizza, is, pizza. Though. It is. I love pizza. <laughs> but you're, it's a no. dollar. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is my favorite pizza in New York City isn't traditional New York style no. pizza. It's uh, it's Costco. I, no, <laughs> I love no, it's Costco just pizza. it's just uh, it's this real like local place. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Sabara. Yes. <laughs> I in love Times Square. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that scene of The Office when when yeah. Michael goes in there. I just I crack up so hard every time. <laughs> But no, it's this place. It's called Adrian's on Stone Street. So it's in like financial district. Yeah. Uh, this uh, amazingly awesome person took me there one of the times that I was visiting. And, and it was kind of like a work lunch. Um, it's called Adrian's on Stone Street. And it's it's Detroit style pizza. Oh. So it comes on like a baking sheet. Oh. And it, so it's a big rectangle. Yeah. And they don't do by the slice because it's a big rectangle yeah. pizza. So the first couple times I went, I went with someone and I remember just being like, okay, yeah, we'll just get the big one and like, we'll split it up. And then, you know, like you can get pepperoni or mushrooms or whatever on your side and we'll do whatever. And then, you know, whatever little bit we have left, we'll just take home. Uh, and then one year my lunch plans, uh, got canceled last minute. And so I went by myself and I go and I sent the bar and I asked for, a, a, you know, I'm going to get a pizza. And I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, oh, my God, 
they don't do by the slice. I mean, we're talking a full baking sheet, like, yeah. you know, like 20 by it. 36 or something <laughs> like that, right? Like right. whatever whatever the dimensions are to a normal uh, like baking sheet, that's how big the pizza is. So uh, so I hadn't had breakfast and I was pretty hungry and I've been walking around. But even then I was still like, I don't know, man. But I ordered it and I did I did good work. I got like two thirds of the way done before I, I, I threw in the towel. Uh, and, and I carried the pizza with me <laughs> for like half the day as I, as I finished up like some meetings. Uh, and then I, I, I remember being like really sad that I didn't end up eating. I did end up giving it to someone who like someone who was needy and right. Like, right. But, and I felt good about that. But then at the same time, like later on in the night, I was like, damn, I wish I had some of yeah. that pizza. <laughs> so it was, so I, it was like a good, it was like a good moment where I was like, damn, I also like feel bad that I did that because right. pizza for me, <laughs> but no. So after oh, I have to check that out. Yeah. It's so good. Like I, I will tell people to go there every time. If they are new to New York and be like, Hey, New York pizza. It's okay. Adrian's <laughs> on stone though. The bomb. <laughs> you know, if this wasn't wings with friends, I think it could be pizza with friends. Yeah. Or Ooh, actually that would be smart. Cause you, you know, we're, we're talking pizza. about the Mexican stuff though. It'd yeah. be tacos with amigos. Tacos with amigos. <laughs> Tacos con amigos. There you go. Amigos y amigas. <laughs> I can act like I can speak Spanish, but I'm not a good Spanish I, I totally believed it right now. I was amigos ready. Amigos Mira, yo ya estaba listo para hablarte en español todo el resto de este programa, pero te veo ahorita que me estás viendo como si fuera loco. Entonces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, sí, como no. What, what, what's funny is... I got on just kidding. Sorry, that was annoying. <laughs> no, my my friends give me a lot of grief about my Spanish. Not that it's bad, but that it's too fast. Oh yeah. So you that's Mexican Spanish. I feel like Mexican Spanish is quick, and it might be my family though, because my family speaks very fast, mm -hmm. and and I've had friends, uh, and and even girlfriends who understood Spanish, and they're like. You people are talking on a whole different like level. Like I don't know what's going on. Um, so I don't know if any of you who heard this and thought that was quick. It's funny. Or not. I I didn't know what you were saying, but I had an idea. But the the tone it was comforting. Like if I heard your dialect, like it's it it, it makes me go. I don't know if this makes sense, but if I say like friend or foe, you know, I'm like, right. oh, that's you're kind of like a. A Southwest Mexican. I, I, Mexico is Southwest. I don't know if that's the right. <laughs> no, but it's uh, funny because I'm a North uh, Northwest Mexican, as uh, far as Mexico goes. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, it wasn't until I moved to Arizona that I realized there was other kinds of Mexico. Oh yeah. Because the Mexico here in Arizona is a lot different than the Baja culture. Yeah. You know, like the like at black beans. We didn't do black beans. No. But black beans are pretty good. Black beans are delicious. I, I didn't know that for a long time. I, I'm a refried bean, or you know, a, a pinto. You know, you can refry black beans. Delicious. Yeah, then it's just like dark mush. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes some. It takes some getting used to it, but for sure. We used to go. My friend and I would go to um, where was it? In between Ensenada and Rosarito, where you get lobster. But they had this little black bean soup as an appetizer that would mm. come out very simple, and it was just like black beans in the water or whatever broth red onion oh yeah a little bit of cotija or something on top and that yeah. was it and it was so flavorful it was so good i still think about it yeah i mean we could we could talk about mexican food <laughs> the, the next two hours well, i never you know what though i was not a big mexican food fan growing up because i always had it in front of me i wanted mcdonald's this is no no this is true you know what i wanted for the longest time and i and i never really got until i think my like my post 
college girlfriend made for me? Pot roast. <laughs> I, I know. Like every, every, everybody out there is like, really? You're pot like, roast? I want, yeah, pot no, roast? I get it. No, but like pot roast. It was the one thing that I, I'd never had it. I, I had at least seen meatloaf at school to know that I wanted to run away from it. But pot roast looked pretty cool, pretty interesting, flavorful, had some vegetables. So, you know, it wasn't totally bad for you. But yeah, and then I remember my my girlfriend at the time cooked it. It was amazing. It was so good. And it might have just been that recipe. Did you have mashed potatoes with it? Or the potatoes that it cooks with? I think it was just, yeah, it was just the the pot roast and then like the vegetables that, that cooked with it. It was so good. And I remember like being like, oh, I wish I could have had this more when I was a kid. But then now, as I'm, you know, even older now, I'm like, no way. I loved our food. Like, yeah, now all I want so is my mom's amazing. tortillas. My mom's burritos yeah. are so good. For me, the pot roast was um, like a hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah. Or like a Kraft mac and cheese. Okay. My, my mom made a lot of traditional American foods. I think my dad either taught her, told her. It was all the stuff my grandma would make. Sure. So she makes a really good fried chicken. She makes... She makes a lot of American foods for my dad, Southern foods. I wonder where she learned. It must have been my dad. <laughs> so we had a lot of that, but not, we didn't have the cheap food, like the, you know, like the hamburger helper. You hot pockets. Oh. Like, like what, what I would not have done when I was, a, 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 you know, a high school freshman to come home and throw one of those bad boys in the oven. My parents did start letting me like pick out a couple things at the store, yeah. you know, like a like a Totino's pizza roll or <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. I love this because not <laughs> other people don't get this. No, and but but it, it is all I wanted was like some terrible like Campbell's tomato soup oh. and like a grilled cheese made with craft singles. Yum. But we didn't Kraft's have any of that because we bought the big block of cheese. <laughs> we we just, you know, we had uh queso cocido or, or like, <laughs> you know, queso Oaxaca or, you know, delicious things. And and, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I'm so lucky to have what I had. And and then at the same time, I was like, I just want some Oreos, mom. <laughs> right, like, right, why can right. I get some Oreos? <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh um so we're gonna wrap this up here but now you've inspired me what is your favorite dish that your mom cooks oh man that's no mine yes okay (laughs) (laughs) that's why i was like okay i'm gonna tell you mine and then i want to hear yours okay so i've decided chilaquiles red ones wow um and she knows i like them a little crispy okay um, and she, you know, she'll cut the tortillas. Sometimes restaurants will use chips and I'm like, you can't do that. You have yeah. to. And then if she is feeling really generous, you know, she'll give me some frijoles on the side. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it's so magical when my mom has gone to the market or she's in a good mood with me. I'll get slices of panela or queso fresco. Oh. Not just a little crumble on yeah. top. No, but I'll get like a slice and you're <laughs> like, oh, mom's in a good mood. <laughs> And that's like my fa- that's one of my favorite things my mom makes. I I didn't know chilaquiles were a thing. I thought it was just something my mom made up. <laughs> she just throws shit together, you know. But then now it's become very bougie and oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the the beauty of Mexican food. It can look, you know, gross in a way, like just kind of thrown together. It's tortillas fried, yeah. It's- but it's so good. There's so much flavor, you know. To answer your question though, I I don't know I. There's a lot of things that my mom makes, but probably her her tacos. Yeah. Like she used to make uh, she used to make especially like just like crispy tacos, 
if we're not talking like Taco Bell shell, like no, no, no like she would fry the fry tortilla, the tor- yes. like uh, shredded beef, sometimes potatoes, oh, potato okay. tacos for whatever reason. Yeah, it, it's actually supposed to be one of those things that's like you know, like you can't afford beef, so you eat potatoes. Fillers. But yeah, but my mom would normally always scrounge up some beef and then fill it the rest with potato. It was so good, and it wasn't so much the taco, um, but it's everything that went along with it, like a little bit of a lettuce little bit of queso fresco and then she made these amazing salsas that you know were so spicy because if if i say i like spicy food my mom likes nuclear reactor she probably loves making you hot chili and and stuff to put in your food huh yeah but i can't handle it the way she can oh wow and this is a guy that had suicide weight yeah no we uh i remember we took her for her birthday uh my siblings and i we took her to uh to a thai place oh they do hot and then, yeah, the, the Thai food, you know, they don't mess around when you when you ask for, like, Thai hot, right? Like, Thai hot five stars or something like that, yeah. right? And and so, you know, my mom ordered something that already had the little spicy guy, like, in the, on the menu next yeah. to it, right? And then she the, the waitress asks, like, um, how, how spicy do you want it? And then I tell my mom that, like, they can still make it spicier based on your... And she's like, I want it the spiciest, like kind of like throwing it down, like pay, pay, put some respect on that question, son. And and, <laughs> and I'm like, no, mom, they, they do it real spicy here. She's like, I don't care. Do it. Have them do it as spicy as they can. And and so I, I you know, I tell the, 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 the person, I'm like, yeah, let, let's just let's go for it. Let's see what she says. Uh, so they bring it out and it's already like you can already tell there's a ton of extra peppers that don't belong on this dish <laughs> that are just there. And, and she's eating and she's like, Psh. This isn't even spicy. Oh, dang. Right? Right? And I'm like, okay. Like, I know you're full of it at this point. Like, you have to be because that stuff is fire. It's literal fire. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I'm like, okay. Like, she's still going to eat it. She's still happy with it. It's still got good flavor. Um, We'll continue with her meal. About 10 minutes later, look at her and she's dripping sweat <laughs> and 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 she finally lets her first like you know kind of kind of go and she's like okay it's spicy <laughs> and that's all she said but like you know she loved it and and you know it's it's the classic thing with my mom whenever she really loves asian food yeah uh, and particularly chinese food Ch- there's a ton of chinese food in mexico which you wouldn't think but there's, a, there's oh there are yeah there's a good amount of of chinese immigrants and pizza that, places. that yeah that went to uh mexico and so she really loves Chinese food, but she always has to ask for like the special, you know, hot sauce that they have in the back. Because everybody, every like legit Asian place has like some fire inducing yeah. like uh, hot sauce in the back. And so she always asks, like as soon as we sit down, she's like, we're going to need some of that. We're going to need some of that fire sauce over here. <laughs> it is so funny to see that influence kind of come down to us and how it how it you know, blends into the, how we communicate and how we eat and all that. Yeah. That's neat. Uh, Ricky, last question here. What are you looking forward to? Man, I, I'm looking forward to not being unemployed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not a homebody. And so this, this quarantine is, has been, you know, a little bit interesting for me because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a, a huge apartment by choice because I was like, I'm not going to spend a ton of time sure. here. I'm going to be out and about always. And, uh, and I live in a nice neighborhood where a nice area where I can walk to a lot of things, but I've been kind of stuck at home, mm-hmm. and especially since I, I'm in between jobs is what we'll call it. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 
it's been difficult to kind of keep myself busy. You know, the, the last couple of weeks that I was still going to work, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to go into work, into the office. It was, it was nuts because I worked in your building. Yep. And, and I even parked in your spot. You really did. That's <laughs> a, that was a move right there. Hey, you know, sometimes I have a ticket here for you, actually. <laughs> sometimes you just got to flex on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's funny because there's like no other no, cars no, there's absolutely anywhere no, nobody else. park in the spot reserved. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's, it, it was, it was a flex. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and it was, it was respect, you know, it was like, <laughs> it, it's like, you're, I respect you so much that I wanted oh. to be disrespectful to oh, you. Oh, <laughs> that is a good compliment. I, I get that on a weird level. I get that. Thank but no, you. but the buildings were basically empty. And so yeah. it was like me and like, I don't want to say like five or six other people. One particular day, I ran into someone as I was coming out of the bathroom. They were about to come in. And we were both like, ugh. Because you're not used to seeing <laughs> no, anybody. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it was like a ghost town or like a zompocalypse kind I of like thing. I could. I, there's a couple trainers that are that are working there right now. I could go in. But I, I got my setup pretty good now. And I was like, okay. you know what? Don't. Like, I hate the, the thing I hate the most, though, about work is getting ready for work, driving to work, and getting there, like, before I need to do something. Right. So that's been really nice about working from home is, like, I'm, I'm here already. Yeah. So I'm going to ride this out as long as I can. Yeah, uh, do it. And, and it's safe. You know, it's, it's going to be safe. More than anything, it, 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 it's good to be safe. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm, you know, it, it's like the, uh, the, you know, the, the silver lining is that I have nothing that is now kind of forcing me to, to maybe like risk, put myself at risk. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just at home. Uh, you know, I'm definitely catching up on a ton of Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. It's we're looking on the brighter side. I mean, I was I was doing that too. There's and I have good days and bad days, but like I'm like, hey, I, I've gotten to give my skin and my hair a break from all of the damage I do to it and um, catching up on. I love Killing Eve has been my favorite. I've not started that. I've heard. It I hear it's really good. Good. I've never seen characters like these, and they're so good. I've been I've been catching up on Westworld. Oh. <sighs> I need to catch up, but it's so confusing. It, it, it's a little, the second season is, because that's where I'm on, and the third season is, is airing right now. No, but aren't they on the fourth? A third, I think, and it's the, la- it's the last one. I think the second season, I just couldn't figure out. I, I like, it, gave it, up. It, it jumps back and forth in the timeline, yeah. so it's a little confusing, but it's, but it's neat, right? And uh, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we catch up through the second season and the third season by the time the finale hits. There you go. That's that's cla- that's good. That's what you do. That's that's kind of how I did Game of Thrones. Yep. Actually, Me I too. ended up starting it maybe like a year or two after the Red Wedding, and so of course when when I got to the Red Wedding, I was like, "Oh, that's what everything was about." <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. But yeah, but but then I the last season I I caught you know as it aired and was I don't know I don't know if I was as disappointed. It was just. It, know, it was yeah. what it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is fun to like be able to binge it also and not wait, you know, for yeah. the for the next week. So, Ricky, the time has really gotten away from us. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. This has been so insightful. It's been so good to like get to know you deeper after knowing you for so long. <laughs> um, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, you know, thanks for the weeks. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm you're, you're gonna you have to go have them in person because. JT's is just like, I, I want to explain it to you, <laughs> but I really think it's best if you go 
and you and you see the magic. Yeah, I can see myself ordering from them again for this. <laughs> and uh, we should have you back too because there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to talk about on this episode. But there's always so much more. But thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we will see you soon on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye.